Hello, everyone. My name is Illumide. And my name is Christy. And welcome to the Big Empty Purse podcast. Well, do you like licorice or is it just the like licorice flavored Twizzlers? Nobody likes licorice. I like Anything licorice. Anything licorice flavor. Oh. Oop. <laughs> So, Christy, what have you been up to since the last episode? I visited the lovely state of Connecticut. Again? (laughs) I didn't mean it like that. You should mean it like that. That's how I mean it. When was the last time? You went there recently. You went to a wedding, I think in Hartford, and you were talking about how like you went to a hotel that had the sheets and the pillows be Yale or whatever. Yeah, yes. Yeah, you were there like a month ago, my dear. (laughs) Yeah. Too soon. But I went back to Connecticut and it was actually pretty fun. Are you ready for this Hallmark chicken soup for the soul story? Oh God. Am I? (laughs) Get ready. So my husband's dad was adopted Mm -hmm. and it was closed file adoption. So he tried like several years back to find his birth parents and like anything about his birth family and didn't find anything and had pretty much like given up on that. But John, my husband, was curious just about his genetic makeup because he has no idea on his dad's side. So I got him one of those 23andMe tests just for giggles. And they have a feature on there that can show you relatives. Like if you have like genetic relatives who have taken the 23andMe test and you have like a certain percentage match, they'll tell you about it. Okay. So he gets contacted by this woman, well, through her husband, but this woman who it It's like a little unsure how he's related, but it says an aunt or a first cousin. So like a pretty close relation. And it turns out they're looking into her genealogy because her dad was like extremely private and never like said anything about his background. And she grew up as an only child and just like wanted to know more about her family. And Don's dad also grew up as an only child. Anyway, so they're like, if if she's your aunt, that means that she could potentially be your dad's sister. John's dad is 80 and this other woman is in her like late 70s. But they both did the genetic test and they're half siblings. So they share a dad. So their dad was a traveling salesman in Mississippi, <laughs> got a girl pregnant. She gave the baby up for adoption, closed file. He had signed up for the draft for World War II, got drafted, oh and boy. then changed his name and moved to California to dodge the draft. <laughs> <laughs> And then started a whole family over there where he had Christine. <laughs> so he was oh secret about his past because he had literally like run away from like a love child and dodged the draft. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you are going to hide your identity, this is a very good reason to do it. John should write a book about this. Yes, it really I'm should. I'm very happy to hear it though. Yeah. Well, so John's dad and his sister are both like so, so excited. Like they had, neither of them really grew up with siblings. Like they, they now talk every day. They're like, That's nice. so, they're so sweet. But they had, so John did the 23andMe in like fall of 2019. It took a little while for like them to like figure everything out. His dad's sister was going to visit in March of 2020. Of course. So they were going to meet each other for the very first time, long lost siblings. And then March 2020 happened. <laughs> <laughs> the salted Pringles happened. Yes. Anyway, with the, the salted um, Pringles. Anyway, so <laughs> we finally got, they finally got to meet each other. We finally got to meet her. It was very nice. That's really sweet. Yeah. I'm very happy to hear this, actually. Aw. Yeah. Hey, shout right? out to your aunt. Hey, I guess John's aunt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the funny thing is he's got like this huge Italian side of his family on his mother's side. And like his mom was an only child. And his dad, as far as they knew, was an only child. So he didn't actually have any aunts or uncles, like technically speaking. 
But it's one of those where oh, it's yeah, just I like see. there's so much family that anyone older than you is aunt or uncle and everyone around your age is cousin. Yep. Yep. It, it, it is <laughs> close enough. It is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's actually really cool. So I guess uh, John would technically not have had an aunt or an uncle otherwise besides like finding mm-hmm. out that there is a long lost aunt. That's actually pretty cool. Yeah. I guess technology has gotten. I need to go figure out exactly how the 23andMe does it because it's really impressive that they can unearth like a whole bunch of information just by like doing some genetic analysis. This is really cool, actually. I'm very happy to hear. And like, yeah. I mean, I heard the conspiracy that uh, 23andMe is just a front for them to figure out ways to improve personalized medicine because mm. everybody's just looking like oh we're just trying to figure out our family tree and no but actually they're just genetically mapping oh. like yeah pretty much figuring out okay i buy that the yeah i feel like that's exactly what the data is really meant for which i'm not a conspiracy theorist but i like that idea we should be able to tailor people's medicine personally to them depending on their genetic makeup i think that's a great idea but i'm very happy about this actually this is cool wow hey shout out to her yeah shout out to Long lost siblings reunion in Connecticut. So it was a nice visit. Hey, <laughs> I take back my again. Oh, wait, does uh, does the aunt also live in Connecticut? That would be curious that they both ended up in Connecticut. No, no, she lives in California. But okay, follow this now. This is about to be annoying, but I've started it already. So we met, <laughs> we met Bill's sister, Christine, and her husband. They have a daughter who we met. The daughter just got engaged. So we met Christine, her husband, the daughter, the daughter's fiance. Turns out the daughter's fiance went to high school in West Hartford when like at the same time that, so John has a set of four older siblings from his dad's first Mm -hmm. marriage. So those older siblings were going to school in like high school in West Hartford at the same time that the- What? The like long lost sister's daughter's fiance was going. And he like remembered Bill's kids. He was like, oh yeah, such and such. He was in the jazz band. Like, oh yeah, I ran into her like that. It's like such a the weird- The world is a small place. Yes. I mean, <laughs> like, what are the chances all the way from California just end up in um the, the fiance just did randomly be from Hartford? That's wild. I This warms my heart. I'm actually really excited about this. This is great. This is great. Huh. It was all very nice, very hallmark. Maybe I should do the 23 and me but although i feel like nobody else in my lineage or ancestry or family would have done that thing so that they, they just look at it and be like i'm the first one so they don't know what to tell me <laughs> i want to do it too apparently my uh, grandfather on my mom's side was a uh, quite the ladies man i think there there are probably some siblings i don't know about or not siblings <laughs> but uh aunts i Distant guess cousins. uncles right yes because they would be my mom's siblings oh i see i see i see there's some family down there in mississippi i'm certain of it that's <laughs> i don't know if i want to find them though uh, i mean yeah uh, well hmm, i see your point so i also consumed some content i watched a movie called come true which is like a science fiction horror movie that's about this teenager who runs away from home and she enrolls in a sleep study because she needs somewhere to sleep. She like ran away from home, she has nowhere to stay. And then the sleep study, like weird shit starts happening, like they're measuring something weird with their dreams, da, da, da. I won't give the whole plot away, but it doesn't start anyone you know, it's a bunch of random Canadian people. <laughs> I think it was like a smaller movie. <laughs> I was like looking up them, I was like, I was like one of these people must have done something I've heard of, but no, not really. The movie was, it was good, I enjoyed it. It was beautiful, that was one thing, like just beautifully shot and like the, like these interesting, like rendered like dream scenes that were very fascinating and wow. very detailed. Um, and it had some good horror moments. The acting was meh. The plot was meh. Oh. Well, at least they got a good camera to shoot it. Yeah, they did some things right. <laughs> I don't I don't feel like I totally wasted an hour and a half of my life, so. There's, yeah, I'm looking at the cast. I don't know these people. So, what have I been up to? I'm actually not going through it as much as I was last week. Yay. 
so that's good i eventually fixed my car i guess i went to the dealership they did the thing my check engine light is off now but like i predicted that car is parked now so i solved that problem for no good reason at all i love it for me you burned your pile of money <laughs> i just i was mad as hell when that charger like i was like man <sighs> what a waste but anyway the car is fixed now for the time being i don't know what else it's gonna give but like for now i think we're good succession on hbo the new season came out three days ago <gasps> it did it did october 17th i think it came out i haven't started watching it only because the hbo max account that i was using was my sister's and she had it through her cable provider but she moved and canceled that subscription so now i don't have hbo max but i think hbo max is kind of doing a sale where they like ask you to pay something like 60 dollars for a year so i hmm. might do that just so i can watch succession I might do that. But like, I have promised myself, this is the thing, this is how they get me. I promised myself that I'm not gonna sign up for any more subscription services. <laughs> I, there's no reason. I have so, I can count the number that I have almost on two full hands. I don't need more subscription services, but here I go. I need to watch Succession, so I gotta go sign up for this bullshit. Or, if you are nice enough and you live in Baltimore and you would invite me to your, I'd be a great guest, invite me to your home so we can binge watch H, uh, HBO Max's um, Succession together. That'll be great. So I don't have to get the subscription service. First of all, the money is a problem, but that's like the secondary issue. The issue is I don't want more. At this point, I might as well just be getting cable. I have too many. Yeah. On principle, I don't want more. Yeah, and that's not of that. But anyway, um, so HBO, I've been excited, but I haven't gone to see it. The other thing is I did go to see No Time to Die. How was it? It was good. It was actually, Yay. it was better than good. It was, it was better than good. I of course have complaints because I can't let anything go without complaints. It's impossible <laughs> for me to do that. It actually is a good movie. Like I had to be really objective and say it's a good movie. I think it was written decently. It wasn't written in a way that it was something I hadn't seen before. And that was my mm. only complaint. I had like a very similar type thing I had seen before. That was my only complaint. Mm. Actually, that was one of my two complaints. The second complaint is, I don't know if you saw the trailer. The trailer mm. showed, of course, Daniel Craig is getting older and in the plot they have written they actually have another agent that they assigned mm. his number and she's this black woman and i wanted to see them really go in on that character mm. and i feel like that character wasn't developed enough to my taste they only focused on the daniel craig's double o they didn't really give her much of a heavy lifting type of thing so that's my only other gripe but the movie is actually really good i enjoyed it it was start to finish beautiful i think daniel craig as bond might be my favorite bond yet sean connery might be, like might be my second favorite roger moore was good too but like i really didn't like roger moore sean connery was my favorite until daniel craig came along and i was like okay daniel mm -hmm. craig is really doing it big and then like my third favorite is like pierce brosnan uh, yeah pierce brosnan uh, he didn't he, i enjoyed he gave us like a camp character, kind of similar to Roger Moore, but Daniel Craig like gave you the full-bodied character. You see his angst, you see his joy, you see his, you see everything. Daniel Craig, so he's my favorite by far, by far, by far. So I'm actually gonna be sad that Daniel Craig won't be doing another Bond because he said, actually, he said that for the last two Bond movies that he wouldn't do another one. But I guess they kept giving him a lot of money, so he just came back. <laughs> but he has said that after this one, he's calling it quits. And the reason he gave is because he's getting much older in real life, and the grueling task of maintaining a Bond physique is eating away at him mm. like his body's giving out like several different ways and once you sign on to be a bond character it kind of pigeonholes you into the kind of roles you can play and daniel craig i think is a very talented actor so they're always mm -hmm. casting him as like the hero or the so he he really doesn't get a check because say for instance somebody like christian bale right christian bale i think he did the machinist 
before he did um, Dark Knight. And after he's done Dark Knight, he's actually gone to do some other really creative roles. Like he did American Psycho before. So like, I feel like Daniel Craig got his big break in Bond, playing Bond. And then that kind of locked him into that kind of character. So as an art artist, he kind of wants to explore other things and doesn't want to be tied to that Bond image. So I get it, I get it. But I'll be sad to see him go. However, I am excited to see who they cast next as the Bond. You know what? I was, I was going to throw myself into the ring, but I don't want any of that work. I think, however, though, the next Bond movie should focus on M. I was thinking about this mm. after I saw that movie. Because, you know, M used to be played by Judi Dench. Now it's played yes. by oh, the guy who played Voldemort. What's his name? Ralph Fiennes. Thank you. Yes. It's, now M is played by Ralph Fiennes. And I'm like, Judi Dench gave us a full-bodied M. But we haven't really gotten to see kind of a backstory of M. Mm. And I'm like, cast me as M. Cast <laughs> me as M. I will give you, please, if anybody's listening to this, I'm, I'm manifesting and putting this out into the universe. I think I would kill as M because, I, in fact, I will, even ha I, will, I will get writing credits on this story because I will give you pretty much, I will put my culture in there. I'll be like a, an MI6 that was trained from one of England's old colonies, Nigeria. I'll bring my culture in there. I'll bring all my bullshit with it. I'll give you a full story. I won't be your, I won't be your typical, like the, the stoic, serious M that's giving orders. I'll be the kind of M that is able to get into the field, give you some action tricks, and I will have a whimsical sense of fashion about me. I will serve looks. I'll be the kind of M that'll be very modern. I'll be with the times. I'll, I'll get in with the, the cool lingo, the very woke type of M. You know what I mean? So, those of you who are casting for the next Bond movie, I'm throwing my hat in the ring right now. Cast me as the next M. I'll do a great job. I'll do a great job. I'm, I'll deliver lines beautifully, like you've never seen before. The most peculiar thing happened today, I was at CVS, and I was in line just trying to check out doing whatever it is that I do, and there was this young man hanging around just staring at me the whole time. And of course, I was like, all right, what the fuck, whatever. So, I do my do, get my shit, and I'm about to leave. And this kid must have run through like four aisles because he intercepts me like three aisles down. And he just comes up to me and says, you look good, man. I was like, okay, thanks. Like, I was like, <coughs> polite, you know, thank you so much. And then I left the CVS and he must have run after me because I was looking behind. I thought it was just like, you know, that passing interaction where if you're serving a look, somebody says you look good. And then you say, thank you. And then you move on. Yeah. Comes outside and he goes, right. oh, yeah, can I have your number? Like really polite, really nice, like really cordial. And I looked at him and I was like, wait, how old are you? And he goes, I'm 18. I was like, what? <laughs> I looked at him. I was like, well, I'm 29. Do you want a 29 year old number? And he was like, very bashfully, he was like, yeah. I had to walk away. Cause I was like, two Aww. things, I'm not going to jail. I mean, it was so adorable. I was like, I don't want to be the person to break this kid's confidence. Like yeah. the boldness for you to just shoot your shot like that. I, I was yeah. shook. Even at my age, I can't be that bold to just shoot my sh I, I can't. Shout out to that kid. What I was going to say is, if he didn't say 18, because you know, nobody who says they're 18 is actually 18. Mm. That means he's lying. He's probably younger than 18. I'm like, I am not going to jail, my dear. I'm not going to jail. Because what I was going to do is if he were older than 18, I would have been like, okay, how about this? How about you give me your number? But like, I was like, you know what? Walking away, no terrible decisions today. I'm not going to jail for a non-18 year old. I don't think so. Because we were just talking about last week, Roman Polanski, my dear. I'm not about that life. <laughs> I am not about that life. But anyway, shout out to that kid. Like. I'm really impressed by the younger kids or the what Gen Z, right? Because mm -hmm. I think 18 is still Gen Z. They have no issues at all. Oh, at least few issues than we do. Yeah. Because at 18, I would not dare walk up to another man at a CVS to shoot my shot. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the boldness, the confidence, like wasn't even considering like, oh, you know, because when we were growing up, like you don't want anybody to remotely assume that you were unique or different in terms of your 
genders like kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. now in the streets yeah inside a cvs i love it i love it so much so i have a lot of hope for gen z they are really breaking down all our basic childhood trauma type inherent and learned self-loathing so i love that for them i love it the other thing is there's another show that i started watching because i guess i see whenever i'm not going through it i consume content I love it for me. I started watching this show called Younger. I don't know if you've heard about this show. I actually, no. I don't know what the fuck I was doing on Facebook. Exactly. By the way, this is a side, 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 sidebar. Apparently, Facebook is considering changing the name. Yeah. Yeah. I, I saw that headline. I'm like, what are they going to change it to? But I don't know why they think a rebrand is going to help them. It's, it's It won't. It's sad. <laughs> I'm waiting to see what they do, though. But like, they're probably going to launch it next week. We'll talk about that later, I guess, when it comes out next week. Mm-hmm. But I was on Facebook. I don't even know why. And then, you know, like one of those like entertainment clips that come up on the, the newsfeed there. And it was this show Younger. And they had clips of this character called Diana Trout. And she's giving me very Meryl Streep, Devil Wears Prada, like the Miranda Priestly mm. character. Because she's serving looks, but like with the, you know, the whimsical humor, the fast paced dialogue. She was giving me very that. And I'm, you know, I love those. I love a, a strong female lead in any show that can really talk in that talk. So I was like, all right, I'm gonna give this show a shot. It's not bad. It's your, I think it's, it's your stand. It's, I don't think it's a, it's not like Hacks, which I really liked. The writing is okay. I don't like when shows do the thing where they write the main character's plot to hinge on a relationship with a significant other. Mm, yeah. Yeah, they did that with one of the main characters. So spoiler alert, I'm talking about Younger. It's a show. I, I think I'm watching it on Hulu. One of the subscription services that I have. <laughs> you know, there's a there's a main character. She's pretty much, spoiler alert, spoiler alert, Younger. That's what I'm talking about. If you haven't seen it, go read about it and come back. She is a 40-year-old divorcee and her life is catching fire. <laughs> and she's been a stay-at-home mom for the past 18 years or 15 years, raising her daughter, who's now away at college. And now she, her marriage has fallen apart and she's trying to go back to making a living on her own and nobody's willing to hire a 40 something year old woman who has been out of work practice for the last 15 years there's a huge gap in her resume so she just decides well i'll just lie about my age tell everybody i'm 26 and it works (laughs) she does get a job so it's just this how it's written for the character and she basically starts to live like a 26 year old (laughs) now she has to she says she's 26 she has to hang out with the people at work who are basically at her kind of position at 26 like all of these young kids doing the do now she's like falling in love with another 26 year old boy uh and now she has to pretend to be 26 they have like scenes showing her doing crossfit and but anyway the whole time i've been watching this show she's on again off again with this romantic interest and the reasons why it keeps falling apart is because there's some issues with the age gap she doesn't tell him then he finds out so like i don't like that i want the character to be built on their own merit like Mm -hmm. what is interesting about this character not I don't want something to happen to the character. I want the character. Anyway, get the point, get the point. So that's my issue with this show. But the character that I actually started watching for is Diana Trout. And they kind of made her out to be like this des- this woman who's desperate for love. I don't like the way they wrote that character either. I think it's lazy writing. Mm. They could have made that character more interesting. But I'm still going to continue watching it because I think the fashions that they give Diana Trout the character, I don't mind them. They're a little on the pedestrian side, if you know what I mean. Like, if they want a character to seem edgy on any show, as soon as I say this, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. (laughs) They'll give them really big statement jewelry pieces, and they think that's enough. Yeah. Yeah. They'll give them big, chunky avant-garde earrings. They'll give them big, chunky necklaces. They'll give them really elaborate coats. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm like, "It's, it's a step in the right direction, but let's do more. So the topic we'll be discussing today is... Halloween. Halloween. Okay, let's get this book report on the road, shall we? (laughs) So, in terms of Halloween, right, many cultures have their versions of Halloween. And overall, these cultures, it basically represents very similar things or almost exactly the same thing. In Western Africa, we have masquerades. The Yorubas call them igungun. 
the Calabas call it Ojuju. And there are festivals that are basically celebrations of ancestors and the spirits that guide us. The other one that I guess a lot of people know of is Dia de los Muertos, which apparently it's a long-standing Aztec tradition that just commemorates the dead with skulls. And in modern-day Mexico, it's known as Dia de los Muertos. And it's pretty much people honoring the dead, as far as I understand. I don't know if there's any, like, difference in the interpretation. There's, like, nuance, but the actual Halloween that the U.S. tradition is based on is a pagan tradition. Who would have thunk it? <laughs> anyway, it is supposedly or presumably... I put these two words there because I have... Okay, first of all, now that we're on this topic, English lesson for all of you listening to the podcast right now. I've heard people constantly say stuff like, supposedly. Yeah. Why? <laughs> Why? What was the reason? You need to stop that public school bullshit right now. It is supposedly. Supposedly. And if you want to say presumably, presumably is right. But supposedly is not correct. Anyway, it's derived from the pagan Samhain ritual. I think I'm saying that correctly. It's spelled Samhain with H-A-I-N. But I think it's pronounced Samhain. Whatever. Somebody's going to check me on this if I'm wrong, but whatever. It's pretty much the festival that happens at the end of October, beginning of November, that ushers in the dark half of the year, because in Western Hemisphere of the planet, days are shorter, nights are longer, yada yada. And what they pretty much do is, they believe that during that time, the barrier between the physical plane the humans inhabit, and the other world would temporarily fall and allow communication between humans and the spirits. And apparently, people were worried that the quote-unquote evil spirits would kidnap them, so they would then go out dressed as monsters. Like the fairies and whatever wouldn't just kidnap them because mm. if, if you if they assume you're not if you're a monster you can't you know so I think that was the way that was interpreted hmm. but I'm like that, that to me that's weird like why would you dress up as a monster to evade being kidnapped you know what it is what it is here we are so <laughs> here we are but now in modern day. It's a big commercial holiday, big commercial holiday, and it's attached to candy sales and all sorts of entertainment productions like scary movie releases, haunted houses, etc., etc. And it's the uh, the last thing standing between you and Christmas consumerism. <laughs> oh, we need to talk about this. I went to Macy's the other day to get a fragrance. You know how I do. Mm-hmm. I walked in. They already have Christmas decorations up. No. I was livid. No. I was like, what the fuck? First of all, you're right. It's one of the last ones before Christmas because we have Halloween, but we also have thanksgiving which after thanksgiving we have black friday yeah so like it's not even thanksgiving yet it's not even fucking halloween yet and they already have the christmas decorations up so macy's you raggedy bitch fix your (laughs) shit (laughs) how did i know that's what you're about to call macy's (laughs) exactly capitalism is really just i understand why it has to be this way but i'm like it doesn't though it doesn't have to be this way i however if i find a sale i will be taking advantage of it this is what i mean i talk out of both sides of my neck i will tell you i don't like how cap and then i will go ahead and take advantage of that sale because this is this is life this is exactly life have you ever been to a haunted house yes yes i love haunted houses we actually used to go to when we lived in new england the six flags in new england would do maybe all of them do it but they did fright fest so it was like the whole mm. month of October, they sort of converted the whole theme park to be spooky, Halloween-y, and they had all of these like really elaborate haunted houses that were like themed, like some some of them would be like carnival, like, I mean, not, not, not these are groundbreaking themes, but like carnival themed, like mental institution, there was like a, like an outdoor one where like they had set up like a path through the woods. It's a blast. I love haunted houses. There was one we never got to go to in Connecticut that I was so mad about because it sounded great. It's an outdoor, like a haunted trail, I guess you'd call it, but same thing as a haunted house. But they had specific nights where you could do the haunted trail either with only one flashlight for a group of people, no flashlights at all, and they had uh, touch nights. So normally when they have these like actors in the haunted houses, they're not allowed to touch you. So they'll like jump out at you or they'll follow you, but they're not allowed to touch you. There are like specific nights where like you like sign some waiver and like the actors are allowed to like grab you or whatever. (laughs) 
Oh, so I mean, okay, okay. I was gonna ask how would they know who to grab, but like on that night, it's a free grab for everybody. Mm-hmm. So if you come on that night, you will be grabbed. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, won't be yeah. my black ass, but I love this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, anyways, yeah, I scare, I scare really easily, but I love scary stuff and I love haunted houses. I like, I look ridiculous in them. I'm definitely that person doing like the high pitched scream, like leaping away from things, but. I love it. <laughs> what about you? Mm, absolutely, obviously, no. That's not, that's not my that's not my vibe. I, jump scares don't don't do it to me. I don't I don't love it. But I think I have been to one, and it was very similar to the thing where you know amusement park. I think one time I went and there was a haunted house, and I went through it. And let me tell you something. I was not amused. <laughs> I was not in the very least amused. It was pretty much like the whole thing was just oh I hated it. I hated it. I hated it. Like I I the jump scares I hated. Not even the most. I hated how much of a fool people were acting when they got scared. <laughs> like somebody in front of me would get scared and then they like they jump and like push me and was like, I'm like, I, I'm not the one who scared you. I had nothing to do with that. Don't touch me. What the fuck? And you have the men in those who like think that fear is not masculine and like deal with it by like aggressively pretending to not be scared and make a joke out of the whole thing. Oh, uh, exactly. The whole. The, mm, Ugh, there's no reason for me to be out there with these people. I just, I can't. There, I, mm-hmm, I stay my ass at home. Did you ever go trick or treating? Oh yeah, every year, every year. I love trick or treating. My mom made costumes for us because we were Poe. <laughs> <laughs> you Poe. <laughs> and we like recycled each other's costumes. Like I think me and my sister wore like the same cat costume as each other, like the same dog costume. <laughs> just like hand them, hand them on down. <laughs> Yeah, we trick-or-treated every year. We lived in like a decently nice neighborhood when I was like young, young trick-or-treating. And then we lived in a less nice (laughs) place when I was older, but it was like a little past trick-or-treating age. But I loved like when I was living in less nice places, all of the kids would like up and like drive to a nicer neighborhood (laughs) and trick-or-treat there because they have better candy. It is what it is. Yeah, uh, it's... Oh yeah, but also trick-or-treating was a great way to like judge people on the candy they gave. Like some people would give like really shitty candy or like not even candy at all. And some people gave like a whole, they'd give you like a big handful of candy or they'd have like really nice candy. So there was a house in my neighborhood that gave like the holy Halloween grail of like the full-size candy bars. The full-size candy bars. The full-size candy bars. But (laughs) this was also a house. Looking back on my childhood, man, I mean, I grew up in North Carolina. So like it was one of those that didn't phase me and I look back now and what the fuck? These people had a full-size flagpole with a giant Confederate flag in their yard. Get out. In their like, I'm not talking about one of those like diagonal things next to your door. Like, I'm talking like you see in front of like a like a business flagpole, except it was a a proper flag, like the one that you can like fly like all the yeah, masts. Oh, that wow. you could like raise wow. and lower, like that kind of flag. Yeah. Okay. This I, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, yeah. So looking back, full-size candy bars. Didn't really make up for that, but <laughs> as a kid. This is, let me let me explain something to you. Right here, look, I'm not going to dwell on the race issue for too long, but this is one of the reasons why I understand why my parents didn't send me out trick-or-treating. Mm, yeah. As a black kid showing up to a house like that, yeah. Yeah. So as a kid, my par- like the Halloween thing, my parents hated. They think it's demonic. They they don't mess with it. Oh, they don't no. like it. It's not great. They don't like it. I, I, I understand it. I understand it. Like, so I get that part. Plus, the other thing is the idea of sending your kids to go beg for food. I can only imagine how uncomfortable that made my parents. Hmm. Like it just, I'm sure in their mind, they would reason like, oh my God, I must be a terrible parent if I'm sending my kids out to go beg for food. Hmm. So like we did not, I mean, by the time I got to the US, I was in my teens already. So like 
it was getting past that anyway. And like, for sure, for sure, even if I were younger, I'm banking on the fact that my parents wouldn't have let me do it anyway. So yeah, I don't, and even now, actually, as in, first of all, I couldn't go knocking on people's doors asking for candy at the, my, my very big age. But the number of social, inter as a kid, I'm trying to think back now, the number of social interactions that I would have to endure to even do the trick-or-treating thing, like going to each person's house, like being bold enough to press their doorbell, having that chit-chat, hi, my name is, what are you dressed as? Having to do that back to back to back for X number of houses, my social battery would have run out after the first house. <laughs> I'd be like, we only got one candy. That's the one candy we got. Let's go home. Yeah. So, so I'm like, no, thanks to me. It just like, a kid like me wouldn't have loved trick-or-treating, I don't think. I just I just went with, like, I was always in a group, so there wasn't really much. It was just, like, ring the doorbell and we all, all of on trick-or-treat, like, uh, and they, yeah. Usually but they make some comments oh. about, like, oh, what are you dressed in? Oh, look how, or whatever. But, yeah. Usually <laughs> there wasn't too too much. Right. Okay. Eh, maybe I would have managed if I went with people. You're right. I see. <laughs> yeah, you just travel in a herd. Giant child herd. I would totally, if there were a neighborhood that was, like, really chill, me and my adult friends, I think... Now, as an adult, I think it'd be hilarious for us to do this shit. Just go trick-or-treating and just be like, we are very, very embarrassing to our <laughs> community, but we don't care. We move. That would be great. What was your favorite candy to receive when you would go trick-or-treating? Definitely, like, chocolate candies were my favorite. Three Musketeers, like, mm. up there. Twix. Love Twix. Snickers. Yeah. Those are some of my favorites. This is, this is the good ones. Yeah. Those are the good ones. <laughs> so basically, I had good um, taste. <laughs> I, you know the funny thing is, I don't know if a lot of people like Almond Joy, but I actually mm. like Almond Joy. I love Almond Joys. And did as a kid, too. I still do. When I go to the store and I do get candy, which I am actively staying away from because yep. that boy body needs to stay for at least another two months. So I'm depriving myself. But yeah, I really like Twix. Twix and Almond Joy. Mm. They used to be like, they still are my fave. Yeah. Oh, Reese's and Heath Bars. Oh, we're going to fight about this. Oh, no. What are I we gonna fight about? do not agree, which is why I didn't say Snickers. When they put peanuts or peanut butter in candy, like the salted peanut butter nonsense, that flavor annoys me. <laughs> like, I don't like peanut butter. Like, oh, like, I, I don't understand it. Like, huh. walnuts, cashew nuts, I can manage. But actual peanuts? Huh. And I don't know why this is. In my country, we have ground nuts. They're very similar to peanuts, but the taste is slightly different. And we used to roast our ground nuts. So we'd lightly we take it out of the shell. We'd lightly roast it. We also used to boil it in the shell with salts. We had different ways of eating it. But I love both of those things. And I can't stand to fathom why someone would soil that delicious taste by pulverizing it and then having that consistency that just doesn't give. Of peanut butter? And then you put that in a candy. Huh? Of peanut butter, you mean? Just like in general? Yeah, the, the consistency of peanut butter. And then you waste chocolate by adding the chocolate to that mess. Because now I can't even enjoy the chocolate. You put it with this bullshit. This is travesty. Absolute fucking travesty. Every time I go, because when you go to the store, when you get the bag of candy that has all the like the mini sizes or whatever. Yeah. And in there, it has, because they'll have Twix, they'll have the almond joy. They have, and then they'll have the, the Reese's. My dear, I pick all the Reese's out. Trash. That's the first thing I do. That's the very first thing I do. All, the, all of that. Anything, the peanut butter, anything. The Snickers, I can manage. I can manage the Snickers. But the Reese's, mm -mm. y'all can keep that. Go ahead and keep that. And you know what the fucking thing I hate while I'm on this topic? I really love M&M's. I really fucking love M&M's. Mm -hmm. Where I'm from, we used to have something similar called Smarties. I think Smarties are better than M&M's, but we can fight about this if you disagree. Every time I travel, when I go through duty-free uh -huh. at the airport, uh -huh. over however many uh, Smarties they have in that store, it's going in my hand luggage. Wait, so what is, what is a Smartie to you? Because we have a Smarties here, but I... Yeah, anyways, what's a Smartie? Is it the same? Are Smarties like, uh, they're just pretty much balls of chocolate that have a paint on the outside, either red, blue, green. They look like M&Ms. That's so weird. So there is a candy in the US called Smarties, but they're like, I don't even know exactly. They're like the consistency of like chalk, but they're these little like pressed little circles of like just 
flavored sugar, basically. Oh, so they're not chocolate? No, and they're like crunchy, powdery. They're actually very weird now that I'm describing them, but. Oh, I'm looking it up now. Ew. <laughs> Ew, 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 no, 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 oh my god, America has bastardized <laughs> all the candy. When I first got to this country, I used to be so irritated, because here, okay, let me just go on this fucking rant right now. You guys <laughs> in this country, you don't have good snacks. You do not have good snacks, and I will fight anybody who disagrees with me. Your snacks here aren't great. Okay, when I first got here, and I realized you people called biscuits hard bread, so what you guys call biscuits <laughs> here is essentially hard bread. It's just hard bread salted hard bread why why and then you actually call the actual biscuits cookies and then you guys do some bullshit to it i mean italians love biscotti i love that for them but that's not my vibe and then your quote-unquote cookies are just sugar 100 percent sugar it's not when i was growing up we had hobnobs we had digestives we had cabin biscuits and each one had a very distinct flavor that went with it, it wasn't just a bolus of sugar here you even have something called sugar cookies which is exactly what the name says it is it is what why 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 <laughs> useless useless and then when i realized that you guys didn't actually have smarties when i got here i was mad as hell because smarties is my favorite candy i was mad as hell <laughs> mad as hell and then i discovered that you guys have something called m&ms and m&ms are similar to smarties and then you guys did the bullshit where you started turning m&ms into reese's so instead mm. of the chocolate in the m&ms you guys then started putting peanut butter in there and they're like what the fuck why and then you would put pretzel pre they had ones that were like pretty much uh, peanut butter coated pretzels yeah <laughs> They'll, they'll put anything in an M&M, but it's so good on its own. They don't need to. <laughs> I stand on this ground. Anybody who wants to fight me, candy in the U.S. is absolute garbage. <laughs> garbage. Garbage. I I miss candy where I'm from. <laughs> and also in the U.K., the, the candy on in the side of Europe, the, they have better candy. Y'all, you, you've lost this battle by miles. I believe it. I'm not even going to fight. I, 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 <laughs> I don't have any, like, experience with other countries' candy, but, like, I totally believe that ours is worse. Speaking of shitty candy... What was your worst candy to receive? The ones that you were absolutely disappointed by when you received them in trick-or-treating? Hmm. Twizzlers. I do not like Twizzlers. <laughs> I'm laughing because I actually don't mind Twizzlers, yeah. except the licorice ones. The licorice ones are... I don't understand them. I don't get it. Well, do you like licorice or is it just the, like, licorice-flavored Twizzlers? Nobody likes licorice. I like Anything licorice. Anything licorice-flavored... Oh. <laughs> you know what? I love that for you. I love that for you. I... It just, I, to me, it's bitter. It's not, it's not sweet. Maybe it's just, a, maybe it's an acquired taste. Kind of like coffee. Like, I can do coffee, but I don't love the taste. I mean, a lot of people don't like licorice, but I love yeah. it. I'm really, I'm really shocked to hear that you like licorice. I didn't know this. So you didn't like, when they, when they give you tweezers, you didn't like that. But how do you even give somebody tweezers? Tweezers weren't individually wrapped. They would have sometimes really? little, like, little plastic, they were like mini short twizzlers in a little pack. Oh, okay. So they were individually wrapped. You know that nonsense, the candy corn? Mm, candy corn. Do you like? No. Mm -mm. I don't like candy, candy corn. Candy corn is not the movie. When I got to this country, I was like, what the fuck is that? It's just trash is what it is. <laughs> it's trash. Absolute trash. The other day I was tweeting. Maybe I was on Instagram. I forgot. I was doing some bullshit. As I usually do. And I don't know why I looked this up because I, I think I found some lozenges in a Ziploc like in my <laughs> desk. I, I just found them and I was like, these have been here for at least three years. So I'm sure they're expired. So I just was like, I was asking her like, I was like, do lozenges have expiration date? And she goes on this full answer talking about expired lozenges should be taken to a government center that reclaims medicine. <laughs> I was like, wait a fucking minute. It's a lozenge. Are you going to just act like all of us out here don't treat expired lozenges just like regular hard candy? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, it's just hard candy, my dear. We're not taking... It's not cocaine. It's not heroin. It's not methamphetamines. We're not taking it to a government center to get reclaimed. <laughs> She's like, yeah, you can take it to a government reclaim uh, the medication site so, we can get, so it can be properly disposed of. I was lozenge. like, what? What? A fucking halls? Really? You think I'm, you think I'm driving three-year-old halls? <laughs> 
Dude, uh, uh, medicine donation center? What the fuck? So when we were kids though, we'd go to like birthday parties at school. You, if you got if you got candy, like they they gave candy. You know those things that they had. I'm sure you had them too growing up. They were pretty much, uh, I want to call them soda pops, but they were in like a tube of plastic, yeah. and you'd bite the head off. Yeah, we, I used to love those as kids. Those it were was great. they were so good. I don't know what this because it's pretty much whatever juices that comes in a box. But when it comes in that little pack, mm-hmm. it just makes it so much better. I don't understand why. So that loose candy nonsense people do. I'm like, uh, it has to be sealed in a pack for me to even try it. Mm-hmm. But you could also seal unsanitary stuff too, I guess. Yeah. Who knows? But anyway, I usually yeah. Yeah, like candy corn where people just like throw it all in a bowl. <laughs> like, yeah, what the fuck is that? I don't know. Ugh. It's so bad. It's like a tablet of sugar. What the fuck? <laughs> they, and then they color it weird things like black and yellow. <sighs> Your candy hair is just, it annoys me to no end. I don't get it. You know one candy that I don't, not candy. It's like those fish shaped, they're not cookies because they're like salty, I guess. What do you call them? Salty fish, goldfish? Goldfish, goldfish. <laughs> they, I used to, cause okay, when I used to do cross country in Dragonfield for, you know, to raise funds, they're like, you know, you get all this candy and had to pretty much sell it. Yeah. To like raise funds. I hated doing that. Like I would just pretty much just hand them money. Yeah. I, I can't go around like hustling candy. What the fuck? I that's the worst. I Oh God. I used to hate that so much, but I suppose that like that's good marketing skills that you're learning, but fuck that shit. Mm-mm. As a child, I don't need to be a hawking candy. So what I would do is I would just like, I would try to pawn it off on my mom. Just be like, just give me money. I don't have to do this. And then when I just get the money, I'd eat the candy, but there'd be a whole bunch of goldfish there. And the problem with goldfish is you get dry mouth faster than almost any other candy. You just you just get dry mouth. It's not great. And then like the taste kind of goes bad after like the fifth one. I don't know if that happens to anybody else. I don't like goldfish, but that's not even a candy. I was about anyway. to say, that's a like, like cracker, right? <laughs> I guess it is a cracker. Yeah, I guess. I guess. But like the only reason why I remember that because my only interaction with that much candy in a row is when I had to like move candy for sports. Mm. And they used to be goldfish as part of the pack. Like you get the M&M's, you get the, and then you get the goldfish. And like I, I couldn't deal with the goldfish. I just. Because yeah. I wasn't sure if you were talking about Swedish fish, which is a candy. Oh, those are pretty much gummy worms, aren't they? Yeah. They just have like a very particular flavor. Speaking of Swedish fish, the show that I was watching younger has a scene in there where like one of the characters has an affair with the Swedish writer and they have this whole shtick about like how the Swedish fish in the United States is not the same as the actual original Swedish because it's supposed to be bitter apparently so I was like whatever (laughs) I think it's a I think it's supposed to be I think it's supposed to be a licorice candy actually the original Swedish fish the one thing I do like about the Halloween though is the fact that the sale on candy the day after oh Mm -hmm. I love it when everything is so much cheaper because they're trying to like upload the merchandise, I usually just go just pack it all. It's the same thing. We talked about this Valentine's Day, like the Valentine's Day, the day after the candy gets cheaper. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we go buy that shit then. After Easter. Yep. It's Exactly. It's great. On November 1, I'll be carrying my ass to Walmart <laughs> to go clear them out of the candy. Yes. Yeah. And I will try, I will specifically try to attack the Twix and the Kit Kats because mm. I really like Kit Kats too. I really like Kit, Kit Kats. Kit Kats are good. So we'll, uh, we'll see. So now that you are an adult, do kids come to you begging for candy? Trick or treating. And if so, what kind of candy do you give them? I thought I would. So when I like was a fresh adult out of college, like living as an adult, I was like, oh man, like we're an adult now. I got to have candy for the trick or treaters. And like, I went like so extra. I like, I dressed up. I was like, they're going to come to the door. I'm going to be dressed up. I like got, I got so much candy. I got so much candy. (laughs) (laughs) And we got one trick-or-treater. What? One. Uh, one trick-or-treater. Kids don't do it anymore. I think it is the fact that we always live in apartment complexes. And I think 
there's like one not a ton of kids and i think the kids there are go to like a neighborhood with like houses and trick-or-treat there or go to the mall i didn't realize that was a thing until later like some malls have like you can come in for trick-or-treating and you go like store to store oh that's actually a really cool safe idea because you know these are a corporation and yeah, yeah yeah i like that i yeah. like that a lot i didn't think about that but huh. they uh, they don't go around apartment complexes apparently so every year i got like more like the first year i did like this full like makeup and costume and like the next couple of years i was like oh, i'll put on like a hat or something and i'll, like, I'll get less candy and then every year I'd, like <laughs> eventually i just like scrounge up some of the candy we have lying around and i'm like it's there if they come <laughs> <laughs> they won't, but I was disappointed though. I thought I would get trick-or-treaters as an adult. Move to the suburbs, I guess. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'd rather die. <laughs> but I would give them, if I bought good candy, but not full-size candy bars. That is extra. It's not necessary, but... It's really not. Yeah. It's really not. No, I just buy like the little like fun size candy bars. But I will give you like a little handful. Like I'm not going to give you like one singular fun size candy bar. Like I'll grab a, I'll candy. grab a few, throw them in there. All my years as an adult. Not a single child has come to ask me for candy. <laughs> and I love it. See, now that I've said that, I feel like this year somebody's going to ring my doorbell. Mm-hmm. I feel like now that I've said that, so I better go get my fucking candy together. I'm not I'm not going to go get for fucking Twizzlers or hard candy or the fucking American Smarties, whatever that is. I won't know. Yep. Or maybe the expired lozenges that I have expired. up there. <laughs> 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 oh, just hand those out. <laughs> I hate myself so much. <laughs> So what have your what have some of your favorite Halloween costumes been over the years? And what are you going as this year? You might have actually been there for all the times that I did dress up. Fun fact. Mm. Yeah, because I think I might have only dressed up two or three times. Oh. And one year I did Miranda Priestly. I had the the shitty short blonde wig. It wasn't exactly the same blonde wig as Miranda Priestly because mine was blonde, hers was platinum. I couldn't get a platinum wig. It was weird. Anyway, <laughs> I had that wig, but I had the first doll. I had the the white blazer, and I had the, the I had the the whole like rich auntie vibe <laughs> outfit and i had the the face beat to try to mimic miranda Brady's beat as best as possible and then i think that same year i think we then went out later that night or maybe the year after i don't remember i dressed up as rocky from rocky horror picture show yeah i remember that one that was fun <laughs> i was cold as fuck but that was fun and you know what i realized is a lot of good memories that i have around that time especially those halloweens and around that college time I remember like I would go to New York sometimes and I would just go with my friend to go see a Rocky Horror Picture Show mm. and they'd hand you a whole bunch of rice to throw. I, yeah. It was just, I didn't care for the actual Rocky Horror, but it was just the whole vibe of all the people who were sitting there all dressed up. Like it was just chill. It was cool. I enjoyed that a lot. And also just going out and just being a complete idiot. <laughs> so yeah, I think those are the two that I did. And another year, I think I just dressed up as a, I don't know, a total slut and no other girls could say anything about it. <laughs> <laughs> for those of you who don't know that's a mean girls reference i did though like i think i just i got I hoisted myself in like a, a whole wig a corset and a, the whole thing and like i was wearing almost nothing yeah i just went out like, the like classic uh lingerie and animal ears <laughs> i'm a mouse yes, yes. duh <laughs> i mean i've worn a costume like every single year and I was never creative as a kid. As a kid, it's always just like, I'm going to be a dog. I'm going to be a witch. Like, because also we didn't have money to go get the like costumes that were like from a like movie that year. It was like, I can right. go to Joy and Fabric and get a costume, like a pattern <laughs> for a dog costume. The only two that stick out to me are, this was the same year you did Rocky. I was America. <laughs> just <laughs> like this. the concept of America. Mostly because I think I saw this on like an Instagram ad or a Facebook ad, which was a dress that was just the american flag but made into like a one sleeve dress <laughs> and just like you know, like <laughs> that like most like the flag part with the um stars 
is like on your torso and then down one arm is the second half of the flag with the stripes. And it made me laugh so hard that I was just like, I'm, I'm gonna order this. I have to wear this. What am I? I'm America. And then I just got a bunch of like 4th of July shit, like a tiara, like a bunch of temporary <laughs> tattoos. <laughs> just, I was America. It was great. It was memorable. I loved it. It was great. <laughs> the only time I've loved America. <laughs> <laughs> I also went for Halloween one year. Well, so John and I were going to a party and we were going to go as pilot and flight attendant. Very creative. I know. So John needed some like last minute things for the pilot costume. And we went to like party city and at the party city, I find a sexy SpongeBob costume. That's the one I was like crying in the aisle at the party city. <laughs> I, was looking at <laughs> I was crying, laughing. I was like, I'm sorry, John. I know we had a couple of costume planned, but I have I have to. <laughs> it's literally a yellow corset with SpongeBob's face in the middle, and then like a of yellow course. and brown like little short tutu, and like right at the top of the tutu is like the the little red tie with the white collar, <laughs> right at the top. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my I god! The corset is his face, and was... the tutu is the rest of it. Yes. Oh my god! <laughs> I was so amused with myself. And so John went as a pilot and I went with him as sexy SpongeBob. That's brilliant. That is brilliant. You can't pass that up. No. That makes sense to me. Exactly. It made perfect sense. <laughs> I like realized a missed opportunity as I was like writing this. So I also wanted to go as Lil Nas X in hell giving the devil a lap dance. <laughs> like I was just going right. to like, I actually have the boots already. I could find some shorts or underwear. And for my hair, I was just going to like, I wouldn't have the like actual braids like he had, but I was just going to like color my hair red and do like two braids. Close enough. Do some little like pasties over my nipples or something. Uh, <laughs> I'm just, I was like, but John like really wanted to do a couple's costume. And I was like, okay, you can do a couple's costume. And I am only now realizing that I'm an idiot and I should have been Lil Nas X and he could have been the devil. What? Why am I an idiot? Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Ah. Yes. Oh. And then we could have taken a bunch of like inappropriate pictures of me, like giving him a lap dance and being like, it's a costume. <laughs> it would have been great. It would have been great. Oh, I can't believe that. Anyways, we decided on a couple's costume. I'm still excited about it. We're doing a team rocket from Pokemon. <laughs> oh, it the girls like, with like the purple long hair, the curly mm -hmm. and the guy with the like purple hair and they have like the R's on their chest. I, I've seen I've seen these characters before. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Oh my god, that's gonna be so fierce. I yeah. love it. Yeah. I think it's gonna be great. I'm still deciding whether mm. I want to wear a wig or try and like color all of my hair that color. Wig. Yeah, I'm I'm leaning towards wig. I did um Nicki Minaj one year. For look for so you have some. a purple wig somewhere? Well, no, I colored my hair. I colored my hair and it was, it got <gasps> everywhere. Like that hair, that temporary hair dye, just like everywhere I went. Like I forget it was pink or purple, but it just got everywhere. Everything I touched. Oh my God. Yeah. No. <laughs> so like, I don't really want to go through that again. <laughs> if I can't get a wig to go with a costume, I'm not doing it. <laughs> like, first of all, I, I, have, I don't even have hair to use for anything. Unless like the costume, the character is like Mr. Clean and I'm going bald anyway. <laughs> or like a hat, a hat. Are there any costumes that you've seen other people wear that you absolutely lived for i'm sure i'll have better answers after this year we should recount any good ones we see this year the post halloween episode i'm trying to think i feel like i always get a kick out of the like joke costumes like one person i saw were like a potato sack and then put like one of those name tags on that said hi i'm and they wrote great and they were great in the sack get out <laughs> <laughs> that's really good that's a good one i like that and then another one was like they just wore like a slip like and wrote like all of these like psychology words all over it and it was a freudian slip <laughs> <laughs> oh that is clever i like that a lot one time i saw somebody wear like a 
because you know those costumes that are like the full spandex costumes they mm. don't look right unless no. your body is like built like that yeah yeah this guy yeah. i saw him i think i was at the sandlot in baltimore one year he showed up in a spider-man costume and he had the cheeks for it <laughs> I, everything was perfect yes. and i i can like that costume i think he went i didn't see an underwear line in that costume that man committed to that outfit he committed to it and it was great and this this year i saw a tech talk about somebody talking about it. this was funny because there's like a nightwing costume and i don't know if you've seen the nightwing character drawn in the comic books no. there's no reason why like the night like he's pretty much wearing pleather and you know the way light hits pleather that's the way they draw the guy. it's like blue and black and he the, the guy was pointing to the costume and he was like i actually have the cheeks for this costume <laughs> and the only reason i'm not wearing this costume this year is because i don't have the funds so you hoes are safe for another year <laughs> I, died. I died but those costumes are the good ones are in fact really expensive and mm-hmm. if your body is not like on the money they won't look right also met gala i feel like people are gonna do asap rocky the people who are like anti-costume because he essentially just wore a giant blanket oh my god the one that looked like um cheerios yeah <laughs> seriously i love that blanket by the way I, I really need to figure out how he got i need to get that in my life i love it so much uh i feel like people are gonna dress as ted lasso i've had like 800 people tell me to watch that show <laughs> cruella i hope i see cruella costumes i feel oh, like yeah. we will get some and people are of course gonna do some covid themed shit they're gonna like be a vaccine or they're like gonna be a vaccine denier and be like dead uh, right. or something <laughs> I, I want people to be creative with their costumes and i want you if you're gonna do it like really do it don't half step it please yes i, I, I need you to be professional about this <laughs> do your best <laughs> thank you no mediocrity about any of the costumes you're gonna do this year thank you so much so i guess halloween is to commemorate the dead so how do you feel about death <laughs> first of all i <laughs> You know what? I guess we'll discuss that next week. So that concludes our episode on Halloween. Thanks, everybody, for joining us. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Big Empty Purse. Tweet us, message us, tell us how you feel about peanuts and peanut butter and candy, since apparently that's a divisive thing. Show us your Halloween costumes if you bother to put in the effort, and let us know what you'd like to hear us cover in the future. On next week's episode, we'll be talking about death. (laughs) (laughs) Until next time, peace.